Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. Today, I want to talk about something that I think is especially important this year. We've had a lot of There's been a lot of isolation, a lot of being at home, a lot of not being with people based on this whole pandemic year. And I think one of the worst feelings really is to feel alone. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're physically alone. You know, I've heard people say that the thing about being a mom of young children can feel like you never get any time to yourself, but you also feel lonely. You're always surrounded by someone, but it is young people who need a lot from you and don't offer a lot in the way of stimulating adult conversation. And so I think we can have this oxymoron of being surrounded by our children, but also feeling alone and feeling lonely. You know, at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, when God has made Adam and then he makes Eve and says, it's not good for man to be alone and it's not good for women to be alone either it's not good for any of us to be alone we are meant to not be alone in whatever we're going through and this year there has been a lot of being alone from people being separated from people but i think there is this really good news to remember even in those times when we aren't with others when we aren't with friends um and i think we can remember that this we are never really alone if if you know jesus if he's living in you then you really are never alone and this doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek out friends and community and social interaction uh I talked in a whole episode previous to this about, I think it was the relationships and overrules and friends, but talking about the importance of friendship and initiating and seeking out friendships. So this is, this episode is not me saying you don't need friends, but just this is saying, yes, we need community. Yes, we need friends. Yes, we need to be with other people. And even in those times when you aren't or when you can't, you are not alone. So I just want to encourage you with this a little bit today, some perspective shifting thoughts and then some practical application. First, I just want to look at a few verses from the Bible about 
this idea. So, I mean, if we look back to Old Testament, Joshua 1, 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And if I have my context right, I believe this is about, you know, an actual battle. Don't be afraid going into this battle. Don't be afraid. But I think sometimes our days can feel like a battle, depending on where you're at and what's going on. So I think this be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid because God is with you wherever you go applies to us. Even if the wherever you go is taking your kids to the park and preschool drop off, God is with you those places as well. Looking at 1 John 4.16, it says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. If God lives in you, you can't ever be alone. You are not left alone. John 14.17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. So this is talking about the Holy Spirit here. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So this is talking about the Holy Spirit, and I'm not a theological expert, but it's the the spirit of God walking around with you through your days, living in you. And if you have that, then you are not alone. You are not left by yourself. You are not left without help. In different places, um, the Holy Spirit is referred to as an advocate and as a helper, someone who helps us. Also, we have Matthew 29, 19. This is Right before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he's talking to his disciples and he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I think we can have this image in our heads of go and make disciples and it looks like giving up everything you own and moving to the jungle somewhere and being a missionary. And if God calls you to do that, go. But God may be calling you to, quote, go and make disciples in your own town, in your own community, in your own home. Our children are people, right? When God says go and make disciples, he's talking about people everywhere. And our children are the people that we are called to go and make disciples of. That doesn't mean we don't also reach out to others, but our children are included in this. So go and make disciples includes loving your children, teaching them about Jesus, and talking to them about Jesus's love, and then showing it. And I think this can be even harder in a lot of ways than the thing that sounds exciting to us, you know, go be a missionary somewhere, go show God's love in this seemingly exciting sounding way. And I know those, those ways are also difficult. So I'm not trying to diminish that, but I think we often can overlook 
how important and how difficult it is to do this go and make disciples in our own homes because it's often hardest for us to really show love to the people living in our own homes because we see them all at their worst. It's pretty easy to show love to a friend who's always kind to you, always helps you, always encourages you, and it's a lot harder to show love and grace to a toddler who's screaming and kicking his little brother because he wanted toast for breakfast, and you gave him toast for breakfast, but you made the quote-unquote mistake of cutting it in half. It's a lot harder to show love there, and I'm not saying we don't have consequences and discipline and all those things, but we can do that in love. And our children aren't just hearing what we say, they're watching what we do. And so when we talk about, oh, God is love and Jesus loves us and he has all this grace for us and he cares about us, our children are also looking for us to show that to them. That's how they really know God's love is by us living it and showing it. And so that's somewhat of an aside, but this verse talking about go and make disciples and I will be with you, Jesus says. So when we are called to go and make disciples in our own home and there's the screaming toddler, there's the pouting seven-year-old, there's the moody teenager, there's the grumpy husband, whoever lives in your home at this moment, God is with you while you love them, giving you the strength to show them love, to show them grace, to show them kindness, and to not just talk about, but to demonstrate his love in whatever challenging things may happen in your home. So I wanted to go over some of those verses just to kind of give us that reminder. God tells us he will not leave us. He will not forsake us. We are not alone and he is going with us wherever we are. So I just wanted to remind us, you are not alone when you're washing the dishes again. You are not alone when you're out of energy and it's 10 in the morning. (laughs) You're not alone when you have multiple kids in diapers and you're wiping a poopy butt for the fourth time in the day. You're not alone when you feel lonely. You're not alone when there's a pandemic year and you can't go anywhere or there's a blizzard as recently happened here in Colorado and you can't go anywhere. You are not alone. And so as a practical application to this, I just wanted to kind of encourage all of us to just, as you go through your day, just talk to Jesus like he's actually just standing next to you. You can imagine him walking around the house with you when you've got your teething baby, you're trying to help fall asleep and you're walking in circles around the house with them. Or imagine him sitting next to you, giving you the strength to discipline your young child in a loving and kind way. And you can imagine him with you when you're exhausted and it's the end of the day and you just want to collapse onto the couch, he's with you even then. And I think this can really change a lot. You know, a lot of us think, man, I would like to pray more. I'd like to spend more time praying. And 
it is good, yes, to have like a chunk of time where you can sit down and say, okay, this is my prayer time, I'm going to pray. So that is good, and yes, that's something we should, you know, we can try to do. At the same time, especially when we have young children, that may not be super practical. But this idea of just walking through your day and saying, okay, God, you're here with me. Brought my kids to the park, and they're swinging, so I'm just going to talk to you. And I think that can really change our perspective to say, okay, God is walking with me through my days. I can talk to him about what's going on. I can talk to him about the normal and the mundane things. I think this can really change a lot our feelings of feeling alone. And again, we also do need to seek out human community. But that the yeah, I focused on that on other episodes. This is about specifically when you when you aren't with friends, when you aren't around a ton of other people you are still not alone and you can do this as you go through your normal day just just really picture jesus walking next to you just going with you through the day when you're washing dishes and you're tired and you really don't want to maybe you imagine him putting his hands on yours and like giving you the strength to get through it to finish the things that need done i think that i remember hearing someone say this and it has really stuck with me but i don't of course, don't remember who said it, but talking about when we get to heaven, we may be surprised to see that some of the moments that are celebrated in heaven are not only like the big conference where lots of people get saved or, you know, big events like that. It won't just be these big, grand, dramatic moments, but I think in heaven, the quiet and unseen moments will be celebrated as well. The moments when your child wakes up scared in the night because they've had a nightmare and even though you're tired, you show them love and you show them grace and you sing to them and you help them fall back asleep. The moments when you show grace to a tired husband who's had a very stressful day at work and comes home feeling a little grumpy and instead of getting grumpy back and and making it a, a evening ruining type thing, you show some grace and you remember he's just a person, you're just a person. When you've had a stressful day at work and you come home and you feel yourself wanting to be grumpy, but instead you still show grace to your children who are full of energy, even in the evening, you show them love. Those moments matter. Those quiet moments of faithfulness and love and grace They matter deeply, and you are not alone in them. They are not unseen. God is with you. He sees those little moments, those faithful, consistent, loving moments. And so I just wanted to encourage all of us today with that reminder that we're not alone, and we can really remember that God is walking with us through our days and that our everyday lives really do matter. Our everyday moments where we choose to show love, we choose to do the hard things that are the right things, those moments matter. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends.